0: what's up my little pudding cups which is what <laughs> the nickname i've decided to give you all anyone who listens to that you're my little pudding cups anyway welcome back to another episode of the alston pudding podcast presented by alston pudding brought to you by alston pudding uh, <laughs> and brought to you by state farm no just kidding they don't sponsor us no one gives us any money this is uh completely DIY. As I just told a friend who mentioned that they would be interested in <laughs> acquiring a sugar daddy, I said, I'll just take the sugar, hold the daddy. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting ready to uh, hop on the Amtrak train, head down to DC. A friend of mine from uh, from childhood is getting married. Um, so uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I'll be doing tonight. So I wanted to record this Intro and the outro, real quick, for this episode before I get going on there, because I'm sure <laughs> I'll be asked to stop <laughs> if I try to do this on the overnight Amtrak train. Yeah. Oh, what a week! What a what a what a good week for me personally. Uh, if you've had a bad week, I'm sorry. This this week has felt good. I've, I've been feeling good. Anyway, this week we're back with another episode of the the old this this dang old podcast and boom hour talk, but, and my guest this week is Mary Getty, who's sort of a, he makes music similar to, to rap hip hop, but it's, it's a little, it's a little looser than that. There's, there's a lot of like, I guess like alternative hip hop might be a good genre label for it, but, but yeah, I, 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 I feel like that is nonetheless a little, little limiting too. He's, he's quite a character, as you're going to hear. My favorite part of this interview coming up is there's an v- extended section where he tells me about a nightmare that he had a couple years ago. And it's just a wild dream. And I had such a blast <laughs> listening to, to, their, to their retelling of, of this dream. So, yeah, anyway, without further ado, here is Getty.
1: Thousand of my dogs wear them out, keep my name out your I'm mouth, alive. don't wear it out I'm in love, I'm in love like with the sun, cause they keep on shining I'm in love with a man and we keep on crying Smoking all out, keep quiet like, One, two, three You can crazy I count sheep One, two, three I'm in love with a hunt, I'm in love. I'm in love with the sun, cause they keep on shouting I'm in love with the rivers, cause they keep on crying. I'm in love with a mountain, and we keep on climbing. Smoking all out of your city, keep quiet, like shh. If I see him, no sleep with science One man pop punk bed when i wallet. Keep your voice down, please, please, please be silent, Like, shh Ayy, hey, used to down now Ayy, hey, used to down nowadays, I'm shh And I used to take train these days, I'm fly above mm. And I see a lot of things, know it's best to be And I see a lot of things, know it's best to be shh OJ, okra, that's a recipe uh, Nice to know, yeah, yeah, recipes Uh, People wanna, people wanna rest a beep. No, no, no rest a clean. Like, one, two, three. You and me. Corn crazy. And I get money like, one, two, three. You and me. Corn crazy. I count sheep lives.
0: Good morning. All right. I'm here with uh, Marighetti. <laughs> You're bugged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we can we can Italianize this as much as, uh, as possible. <laughs> but anyway, Marighetti is here with me. I'm with Harry. All right. How you doing today? I'm um, cool. A little tired. But I want to get into your, uh, into talking about you as, as an artist, talking about oh, your stop music. It. Yeah. This yeah. is, oh, this I mean, is it's your my...
1: interview. I'm interviewing you.
0: <laughs> no, please. <Come> on. <laughs> <laughs> You're the artist. Nah. Welcome to I, my uh... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Spotify. Yeah. The, the Austin Pudding podcast hosted by, uh, Mari Getty. <laughs> so when no, did I... you start, when did you start making music? How old were you? Uh, I was like first time I was in bands was in high school played in some very confused bands just bands that like you know when you like link up with friends and you're like oh you play an instrument I play an instrument let's link up except we're interested in like vastly different forms of music and we could never really like make it sync up in a way that like probably would have been cool now if we could like combine the various elements like I was I was into a lot of like, like classic and blues rock. It, it, that's what I like played when I was learning guitar as a teenager. And then the bassist in one of the bands I was in was super into punk. And then our drummer was really, really into metal. And so we were trying to like find some marriage there, but I think we were like too young and like, you know, didn't have enough musical know-how to, cause like theoretically all that can mash up and we could have probably made something really cool if we were, you know, had a little more maturity <laughs> under our belts. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I got started playing in bands, but I haven't played in one in a while. Yeah, in the past few years, I've made like a lot more like electronic music, especially with a friend of mine who is his like production skills have like leveled up a lot in the past few years. So fortunately, we haven't been able to get together too much over the last like year and a half, but we've been kind of getting back together a couple times past few weeks what's the project called uh it's called symbiax s-y-m-b-i-a-x
1: please send that to me after this interview love yeah to totally
0: it. totally yeah but yeah like i really i really dig your stuff i was listening to your yeah the title of the i guess you'd call it like an ep because it's like 20 minutes it's an album yeah yeah there's like a lot of like you know seven
1: songs it's an album yeah (laughs) six it would
0: be an ep but it's seven so it's an album i think that's an i i tend to go by like overall length but i know like a lot of people just like the the lines are like blurred now in the uh
1: especially right now
0: yeah in like the the digital age the the algorithmic spotify age of listening but yeah ep or album it's like it's really good it's a really good twenty minutes. Flows really nicely. A lot of cool sounds. I think you had described it to me in your email as being like glass post punk and kind of like hip hop oh, funk.
1: Oh, that was the one from before the the many voices joint.
0: Many voice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm waiting for a that's call just back. just a
1: thread. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. And so we had gotten linked up because you had uh hit me up when you were dropping a video for risky one of the tracks for many voices
1: and you came through the day before um <laughs> the project drop, like at night i was like oh nobody's gonna write about this nobody
0: cares no <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was i thought it was a cool nowhere. video and i dig your sound a lot of like a lot of like really interesting like textures and rhythms going on and i'd say that is pretty consistent for like just your overall sound too where you've got a lot of, like, interesting things going on. And I, I really like the cadence of your voice, too, because it's, like, sort of on that line where you're, like, rapping a lot, but it's also, it's not just, like, you know, like, straight-up couplets a lot of the time. What's a couplet again? <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, two lines that rhyme, right? Okay. You know, writing a, a verse of lyric rap or, like, lyrics a lot of the time they just you know it's just like two two like pairs of twos right which you've got you know plenty of examples in that of that but uh i feel like sometimes you also like i don't have a lyric any lyric sheets for you in front of me but um i feel like a lot of the time you'll uh i don't know it you're kind of like more rhythmically delivering statements or like longer pieces that aren't necessarily coupled by these rhymes but still like putting them in sort of this rhythmic cadence um and a lot of your lyrical content again i don't have any lyrics right in front of me but i remember there's there's one track and you'll probably be able to tell me which it is where you're like uh talking about how you're friends with like a pet goldfish or something do i have that right
1: (laughs) uh the second song if you if you're with it
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are those like, like images and ideas like that? Are those like pretty common throughout your, your lyricism? Throughout my life. I, I don't know. It,
1: it, it all, um, I don't write and I don't really think about how the songs come out. I don't re record most of the time. I just punch in like two lines or a line or three lines and then I move on. So I haven't really thought about it much, but fish, fish definitely come up a lot. I really
0: love fish. So, <laughs> oh, what about what about fish? Do you do you really like?
1: Um, I like how they taste, but I hear they're bad for the environment, so I'm trying to chill <laughs> out with that.
0: But um,
1: I like how they look. I kind of I really like being in the ocean and water. I feel very connected to water. I feel very at home in water. Maybe in another life, I was a fish, although I doubt it. <laughs> but I I, just, I really like fish. Like I like how they look. I like how they live. It's it's kind of simple, but some of the fish have pretty complicated lives too, mm-hmm. especially deep down. Um, oh cuddle, yeah. yeah. Cuttlefish are really interesting. I have um I have a shelved album last year that I almost dropped called "Aquatic Conspiracy Theories" about this dream I had. About it was a really scary dream where fish were taking over the world, and I woke up. And the week before, I made a song called Catfish. And then I just made like 10 more songs that are fish themed. I might drop it in like September, August. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. So uh, what does what the fish world order look like in your dreamscape? Oh,
1: it was so scary. I have it on my phone in my notes, but I'll, I'll try to remember it in short right now. <laughs> uh, so I was I was in like this giant, I've, I have a song called Boyfish too. Um, and it's my biggest song. I'm by no means a large artist, but a lot of people that I know like me for the song Boyfish. And I was in this giant like amphitheater. It was a hundred feet tall, or no, it was five hundred feet tall, and it was a palace. I think it was in Munich, Germany, or something. And I was on top of the amphitheater, and everybody was singing like different fish songs. And they they like remixed Boyfish like ten different ways, and it's all these kids. And I see this kid from my high school that was kind of racist and like uh, some random acquaintance from some job and like all just all these people, ex friends, close friends, just just random people from the past assorted and a lot of kids. And they're all singing this song that I never heard before. And then people just started jumping off the amphitheater and into the water. A couple of my friends jumped in. And then the next thing I knew, I was on a beach. And I saw all these horseshoe crab packets, like like horseshoe crab eggs. And I saw these kids in white robes. And I saw the horseshoe crab packets. And I knew that they were going to hatch death. And the death was that fish were coming out of water to take over the world. And I saw, like, pure kids by the beach. And I'm like, damn, like, these kids, like, they're they're all, like, like, 5, 8, 13, 15, all in white robes. And it's, like, they're, they're all, like, pure and happy. And I see, like, in the water these mysterious horseshoe crab packets. And I couldn't say anything. My
0: mouth was completely shut. So you couldn't even warn them that the fish were coming to take over? I couldn't. And then I... Saw them hatching
1: and then I just started running. And then this guy, uh, not a guy, they weren't even gendered. Like this, he, he, they looked like, you know, um, Sid from Ice Age?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like this, in, a, it, in a fish version of that? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they were coming at me with like long tongues trying to trip me. And there was a pack of them. It was a really, really sad, messed up dream. I wanted to cry. Yeah. Um, they were coming at me with tongues, so I knew the kids were mostly gone at this point. And like this, like squirrely, like Ice Age creature but that was also a fish, like also like an Ely creature on land was trying to trip me so I would fall and they could all eat me. And then one of them got me, but these creatures wouldn't die. So I had to like subdue the creature enough so it wouldn't, attack me for, like, a minute or two and throw it into the pond. Otherwise, they'd all kill me. And then um, I ran into so you were So like you
0: were, like, humanity's last line of defense against the invading fish?
1: Pretty much. And then at this point, it's dawn. Like, it's been, like, <laughs> 15 hours.
0: Yeah, oh, uh, so this was, like, an overnight <laughs> epic battle. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> I have... I'm sure I'm missing a lot of details, but... Um, it's okay. and then I still into like a my pretty friend. vivid
0: vivid dream description <laughs>
1: it's been two years or two and a half years now which is wild that I remember any of the details and then I ran into my friend and she's like hey let's hang out I was like no the fish are coming fresh
0: <laughs> don't don't you understand <laughs> and
1: she's like um and then she had like gummy worms coming out of her mouth and then I woke up and there was something else I I, I was like I was telling her like the fish are coming the world's and then i made an album called aquatic conspiracy theories and i finished it the day covid hit um like on march 11th of 2019 something like the 2020 i don't know it's blurring together and then i haven't done anything with it but I, i have a lot of fish songs and i i was thinking about fish way before this i actually made a fish documentary once um about a fish like coming through a computer screen i'm really not in horror movies by the way i'm very like scared of that (laughs) stuff I, i only watched in eighth grade this girl asked me out on a date um to a horror movie and i said no and then she broke up with me so that's the type of person i am i'm not i'm not like a scary person but um i like did a little short film thing for a class when i was like 17 18 about fish coming through a computer screen somebody coming home and watching fish documentaries and then one day they come home and they're in the screen and the fish is watching them human documentaries. Oh jeez. <laughs> but I've just always been interested.
0: Yeah, no, fish and like aquatic life in general is really interesting. It's like it's always felt like I don't know, like almost like I know they're of this earth but they have this extraterrestrial quality to them. Evolution underwater took like a whole different different course. Yeah, aquatic life is crazy. And like, as you were saying, especially like the deeper you go into those like high water pressure, deep sea, very dark areas. You mentioned cuttlefish, but then there's like anglerfish and like blobfish too. Like blobfish gets a lot of like meme traction. It's that one that like, it's sort of like a, just a like a lump. There's like a picture that always like resurfaces. But I found out that that sort of like kind of lumpy quality in that blobfish photo is because it's been taken up to like, above sea level mm. and, and so like it's it lives in such a high pressure environment that it doesn't look like that underwater I don't know. the pressure like keeps its you know all its body mass in more and so when it comes up when people have like brought it up above like out of the ocean then it just sort of like lumps out <laughs> well so yeah the the picture of what a blobfish looks like is not the most accurate depiction of a of a blobfish i guess but that's been like a favorite fish of mine yeah but yeah do you have any like favorite fish it seems like you might have like a while you respect them you might also have like a tentative relationship with them based on like your (laughs) your, like your dreams and your like subconscious
1: view of fish i don't know if i have a favorite i'd i really like I like uh, octopus octopi I like uh, I really like all of them truth be told I, I don't know all the words like the names I just see images in my head watched a lot of fish stuff growing up but no I, I don't I just remember I remember going to the aquarium and seeing the what's the the manta ray that's the mm-hmm. like what triangle guy Yeah, yeah, yeah and like petting him Uh, I I hear they don't like that, which is sad, of course. They don't like humans, period, or being in an aquarium. I just remember feeling like, damn, I'm finally with some people I can relate to. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. So those dreams sound like, I don't want to get too much into, because I'm hardly like a dream interpreter or anything, but there's some like interesting implications, I guess, of, I don't know, like nature like fighting back against like human presence kind of tie into like the way we're treating the planet almost again i don't i'm not trying to like read into like your own dream interpretations here do you think there's anything that has to do with climate change rapid climate change in those dreams
1: i'm not gonna hold you it's something that i don't I, i truly don't think about climate change that much i should be more but I probably mentioned in this conversation more about climate change than I have in my entire life, just because we (laughs) kind of got on the fish train. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that that would be like an appropriate interpretation. I think it goes hand in hand with we all want control in our lives. And I feel like there's a thread between wanting control over the world that humans, humans want to have control over the world and also a thread between that and us having, wanting to have control over our own lives and like having autonomy and how the two aren't synonymous, but we sometimes make it out to be that way. got to make a detour, pit stop, backtrack, remember you used to live by the fish spot. I can make it rot like Chris Rod Doosby, no, no, not like Slipknot Aquarium find me in a gift shop, ball, then I take a swim with the big one Seen Robin, I think not, I was in the ocean with a ziplock got to make a detour, pit stop, backtrack, remember used to live but a fish spot I can make it rot like Chris Rod be no, no, not like Slipknot Aquarium find me in a gift shop, ball, then I take a swim with the big one Seen what I see not think, not I was in the ocean with the Ziplocs When you throw a trash with a trash go Find me 500 deep in Tabasco When you play tact with a tactile text skills gas, hold dope to a tablet If you do drugs, with your mind go? Who makes the money and where does the time go? You can tell me about mine Unpaid therapy's not idle you Gotta make a detour, pissed not stop let me use the this spot I can make it rot like Chris Rock do no, no, not like slip Where uh, you find me in a gift shop? Ball, then I take a swim with the big one. Uh, Seen where I've been? I think not. I was in the ocean with the Ziploc. How to make a detour? Ziploc. How to make? How to make? I can make, make rock like Chris Rock. Doosie, no, no, not like slip Where uh, you find me in a gift shop? Ball, then I take a swim with the big one. Uh, Seen where I've been? I think not. I was in the ocean with the Ziplocs.
0: Are there any other like common threads in your in your songs that you keep coming back to? I know you you said you don't really write lyrics that you kind of just like come up with a couple lines at a time. But do you ever find yourself like returning to, to themes, ideas, images other than fish? I'm
1: um, definitely now that I think about it, ultra repetitive, like some some ideas do come up a lot, um, especially because I, I, I think the first rap I wrote had like something about a sea anemone in it. And I was 11. So you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's been a long, long time. And I probably do have themes. I just have so many songs at this point. I remember I did that, that um, Project Hair a couple years ago and each song was a different animal. I definitely like adding animals in my songs. I don't really know. I, I, I haven't been that like thoughtful. Like I never sit down and think about my lyrics. A lot of people say I, I tend to write about my emotions. Um, and other things seep in through that, like everything seeps in. I just write exactly, you know, what's going on around me pretty much. And then sometimes there's little exaggerations and like sense of humor probably filled in. That's just how I think though. I'm not like
0: trying to be funny. At the same time, there is that like, a sense of humor there in a lot of those lyrics. I don't think it comes from like, not trying to be funny, but I think it comes from like, not taking yourself too seriously or anything. (laughs)
1: exactly yeah yeah no i'm not like every time i make a song I'm like i'm not gonna be funny dude. <laughs> um probably food comes up a lot like i always like i, I remember in that risky song i said you're all little eggs and the world is my omelet <laughs> and then in that uh the the fish song you just mentioned which isn't a fish song but i somehow had to sneak some fish lyrics and it was like goldfish is my best friend attention spent like almonds pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. I'm a walnut. I'm a nut. You know, like, <laughs> um, probably food. I don't know. I, I, I really am not the one to ask. You could probably ask anybody else that listens and they'd probably have more to say, but I'm not conscious of it. To me, it's just like speaking at this point because I've been doing it for so long and it's how I communicate. It's, it's how I learn like social skills too, through music. Like before music, I was not a very socially adept person and it helped me unwind my thoughts. It's my therapy too. How like I don't I don't have a therapist or another outlet besides the occasional run or sit-up. Just the just the one sit-up at a time. Just one one sit That's up. That's all you need. Flex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I so I remember seeing this promo little promo video that you posted on Instagram of like an upcoming song or project. And it was like you opening a fridge and there was like a projection of another video featuring you like on the fridge while you opened it, which seemed like, again, like kind of ties into food. Like it seemed like you were getting a late night snack, but also like we've been talking about talking about your dreamscapes. I kind of see that in like some of the videos that I've seen, Um, like this, this promo, there's a very out of body feel to that where, you know, we're watching like two versions of you at once, like one projected on the fridge and then one Going to get this late night snack where it's sort of like this, I don't know, it almost feels like a body-mind split almost, where like your mind is the version that's projected onto the fridge and your body is searching in the night for this late night snack to like get in touch with like your the physical needs of your body like your hunger and and your need to eat that might be reading too much into i don't want to trip you out and make you think of it like that (laughs) that was just sort of like my thought Uh,
1: that's that's beautiful you wow you are a good writer i uh yeah i don't i don't know what to say that's why i'm tired i was shooting more for that last night i'm hopefully dropping it tonight at 9 42 p.m it's a uh, uh, what track is that for? It's all of them. Um, I've made a, oh, an album music
0: video. Visual album? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I
1: finished. And that's, that's last for. Night.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: hopefully one day I could go back and like do some like more full out individual songs. But in each video, there's like six shots like that about. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a music video album. I wouldn't say it's like a, a lyric video or anything like that. It's kind of a music video mm-hmm.
0: album. That's cool.
1: But yeah, I definitely feel like there's more than just me on this earth. To extrapolate off of what you just said, I feel like there's many different sides of me. And it's not always me speaking. It's somebody else speaking through me at times. Maybe a higher power or something. But it, it, it feels often like I have no control over myself and what goes on around me. And it's mostly a positive thing. Sometimes it's negative. But it's mostly like the world's flowing through me and vice versa.
0: There can be like a lot of peace to that, that feeling where you just sort of like accept that you can only control like so much of what's going on. You can control like what's what's inside you and like your own kind of personal world. But there's like a much, much larger world that you are a part of and help make up and inhabit that you can't really control all that much. Other people, other like ways of the world, and I think that's like part of becoming like a Zen person, finding inner peace, is that realization.
1: That's something I'm working on for sure. I have so much work to do on that, but I'm trying. And it definitely like when I when I do music, that's that's what it is, a hundred percent. So if I if I could just make music twenty four seven and not be caught up in anything else, I'd be yeah, I'd be pretty Zen.
0: Pretty pretty much. <laughs> okay. Oh, so I kind of wanted to ask more about the video for Risky because I, I picked that up not just because I like the song, but I really liked the video. There were some like really funny images in there, like you on the train tracks, like rowing the was it a canoe or a kayak?
1: I don't know the difference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I know the di- I can't I couldn't like explain the difference in like one's both larger, terms, right? but.
1: Yeah, Which like a likely? canoe is
0: a little more open. I yep. think a canoe has is like a little wider. I
1: think it was a canoe then, because the kayak is like this—the thinner plastic ones, yes. right?
0: Yeah, and you kind of like fit into like an individual like little pocket in a kayak, where yeah. like a canoe has more like an open basin. Maybe I maybe I can't explain the the difference in words. I, I I feel like more like if you showed me a picture of a canoe versus a kayak, I'd be like, "That's a canoe." Like if you were like at one of those captcha. Things yeah. <laughs> that was trying to trying to prove, make me prove that I'm not a robot. Select or all the pictures of canoes, and I'd be like, oh, I got this. <laughs> I wouldn't.
1: I'd be intimidated for sure. Damn, the captures have been getting crazy lately. Really, really wild captures. It was it was my when my friend Ito Lee. Um, we make music sometimes, um, and we've been shooting a lot of videos together. And he hit me up. He'd never shot a music video before. And a lot of my friends have hit me up before and been like, yo, let's shoot a music video. It'll be fun. And a lot of them get shelved. Um, so I was like, whatever. Like, Ito's hitting me up to do a music video. I just want to hang out with him. I haven't seen him for a while. He's a good friend. It'll be super fun every time we link. It's super fun. Probably get some good food, like swim. It's a hot summer day. It was a gnarly shoot. That was definitely the toughest video shoot I've ever, no, the second toughest video shoot I've ever done. It was so worth it, it was so intense. I'm glad it, I'm really glad it happened. That was that was a special day and that I captured that on, on video that we were lucky enough to capture that, especially considering that was Ito's first video shoot ever. And that was one of the first videos I really spent a lot of time editing. I drew out every one of those animations myself it took
0: a couple months really happy about it really grateful i had i've had a couple other projects before this
1: so i'm I'm probably yeah probably six or seven
0: the first one on spotify is the hype within yeah
1: yeah, I have, I have um six, six uh, oh seven. If you include, I did like a deluxe, of many voices too. Yeah, like seven, about six, seven, something like that. Yeah. If it's between you and me, then that it'll be between you and so, him. I don't want to make that choice, it get risky. often.
0: Yeah, it had remi- I think I said this in, um, I think in the piece itself, or maybe in the emails after. Not that it was, it like felt like a direct like reference or comparison at all, but just reminded me a lot of Plastic Beach by Gorillaz. Yeah, which is, I think we had talked about being mutual fans of that record. Are there any other specific influences that you have? I know, like Queen Latifah gets a shout out on. on <laughs> Uh Yo, I'm not what's the lie, lyric like I
1: barely listen to Queen Latifah growing up? Barely. Um so,
0: so is the lyric like I want to party like Queen Latifah? Is that
1: I'm in the party like Queen Latifah. Like I'm I'm okay. big, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm Queen Latifah status. Pull up like her,
0: her music back in the late eighties and nineties is really, really good.
1: She's she's immensely talented. Yeah. And she's yeah. she's been acting too now,
0: which is wild. Yeah, she does a lot more acting now, I think one of one of those 80s 90s rappers like uh, Ice T and Ice Cube who has kind of like pivoted more to just acting at this point.
1: Yeah, once once I turn 50, I hope I could be in the acting world more. I've done like some uh, <laughs> background like
0: acting but Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I've done a little bit. I did like theater for like 10 years. My only recent acting project is in a couple scenes in a friend's DIY horror movie. I know you're not like a horror. horror I was guy, actually but, in uh, a
1: horror. I was I was in, it was like kind of a horror comedy, and like pretty experimental. But I was in one with um like the drummer from Blondie and like Mac DeMarco and uh, this like old school rapper in New York. When I was sixteen and seventeen, I was in two horror movies. It was crazy.
0: Oh, cool. What are they called? Do you remember the name?
1: Um, this director. Her name is Dylan Greenberg, Dark Prism. Um, I think they're on YouTube
0: for free, actually. Okay, word.
1: I scored both. Yeah, both of them, actually. Wow. That was a while ago. Um, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You asked uh what my influences are. I wouldn't say, like, Gorillaz is, like, my, like, when people ask me what I was listening to that got me into music, I wouldn't say Gorillaz is the number one, but Gorillaz definitely impacted me. Specifically, Plastic Beach, I listen to a lot, um, especially, like, there's a song on that tape or that album with, like, Little Dragon. Um, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I, I just, like, I love, like, funk bass. I grew up, so I didn't grow up with a lot of music. My, my family, like, didn't have, like, a lot of pop culture references around. We didn't have cable. We Like, my mom listened to Celtic music growing up and, like, classical sometimes. But, like, we never listened to, like, soul or, like, rock, or any of that stuff. Or like rap, like definitely not rap, or like electronic.
0: Like any specific composers, and I like have classical no or. Clue,
1: um, but I I just thought that stuff was boring because I I'm like, ten <laughs> and I just wasn't hip. But uh, my my sister put me on to it was like she gave me an iPod with like some folk music like new Newsome, some funk music like George Clinton and then she put Outkast on there and once i heard so fresh so clean i think was my first rap song that i like really took in and then the next day i started rapping immediately and then i heard soldier boy i think i heard so fresh so clean then soldier boy like within two days
0: oh nice, nice. and then
1: it it was over i I was like trying to copy soldier boy and outcast and jay-z and all sorts of people but yeah i'd say my like if I had to put like pin my number one influences, they'd be old. I wouldn't say like they're what I listen to. Now I like was listening to a lot of Ethiopic cues. Um my sister put like a lot of world music on or er, Ethiopiques on my iPod. It was an iPod Nano. And Ethiopiques is like a compilation, it's an anthology of a hundred, twenty years of Ethiopian jazz. And that was huge. And that, that's, like, why my beats sound as, like, dissonant, but, like, beautiful and
0: mysterious
1: and kind of, like, sneaky sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, probably, like...
0: And there's a lot of, like, interesting percussion sounds on your beats, too. That, where, uh,
1: that probably came from when I was a teenager. I got hip to, like... Well, I got hip to trap, like, when I was twelve. Like, and kind of through Soldier Boy and all that, um, but I got hip to like Boards of Canada and this producer, Blank oh, Body. Yeah. Um, Blank Body's my favorite producer, probably ever. They stopped making music a couple years ago, but they they just had like all these bell sounds. And they, their music was so busy and they, they would add like funk bass with like Trap 808s like seven years ago and have all these different textures and like IDM, like glitch laser sounds mixed in. And they'd be producing for some like big rappers, too, and making it sound poppy and really just innovating sound design in like a really accessible way while taking old ideas. But yeah, I'd say probably number one influences, uh, E.P.O. Peaks, The Beatles uh there's this like political rap group Dead price um and then probably like outcast or jay-z after that and maybe some folk and world music on top of that but yeah like mostly rap and like production wise funk probably george clinton i listen to a lot
0: probably a fucking dollar yeah i i have a, a few of their records i love love p-funk
1: yeah i um the first concert i went to i was i was 13 and my sister took me to a george clinton show and they sold me a t-shirt that was like a a woman's extra small they were they were just hustling people kind of not george clinton like his management i respect it and then i i cut off the sleeves so i made it like a tank top and it's a really sus shirt like i I really love it but it's pretty sexist like it i mean it's not sexist but it's like kind of like there's like this naked lady on it that's a snake that doesn't have legs. um And then there's like George Clinton is a pimp on it, and like two <laughs> other naked snake ladies wrapped around him. And I cut off the sleeves. I was just walking <laughs> around <laughs> at, like 12 <laughs> with this sus shirt on, singing, Do fries go without shake? <laughs> As as wild, I mean that like he he's still uh partying and he's seventy nine. I remember when I saw him when I was thirteen. My sister was like, "This could be his last show. Like this is an opportunity." <laughs> it's,
0: it's wild individual. Yeah, I, f- I feel like in twenty nineteen that the tour that they were doing on. Uh was billed as the retirement tour where he was going to like retire from touring and it was going to be the last one but who knows if that'll be true
1: <laughs> I, I can only imagine like how beautiful it must be to just uh, be present and then just chime in like how you described it sitting down and then just waking up for that one moment to perform and connect with people and then because at this point it's it's probably just like breathing
0: to him yeah that's probably where he feels most most at home is just on the road going from stage to stage he's been doing it for so long and with like such a loyal following too one could only be so lucky yeah like now that i really think
1: about it the first time that i really liked the music i was listening to i was playing like a lego game and no i was playing math games (laughs) i love like the in school like back back in the day there was like in um, third grade, we'd play, like, math games, and I'd be, like, listening mm-hmm. to the math game music, and I think probably my sister one time, like, walked into my room, and I made this song called Swing Through, and she was like, yo, that sounds like math game music, and I think it might be because of the math games I
0: played. I don't remember any of the music from it, but I was obsessed with this one math game as a kid that was like Aladdin. Yo, I love Aladdin. It had, yeah, it had all like the Aladdin characters, but you had to like go through solving math puzzles. Damn, I wish uh, I played this game. When I was like six, I would I would speed run it. I would do it in like half an hour. Uh, I got to the point where I could just cruise through it. When did... uh? When did men uh, where, when did Shh came out cuz like you've released that in many voices so far this year but what was sort of like the timeline on like getting those out
1: I've had many voices done since la- since last summer August but I I just wasn't ready to drop it I wanted to get some videos done and like mix it properly and like create a little bit of a world around it so I was trying to drop it in December then just a bunch of real life stuff came up and then I put that out on March 1st. I dropped Risky the week before. I deleted all my social media and made new social media for that. It, it just felt like a fresh start because I've always, that was Many Voices When my was my first. It's still like a rap album, but it's a lot of punk in there or like post-punk. Or I don't know what to quantify or qualify it as because I didn't really listen to a lot of guitar music growing up, so I wouldn't really know. Mm-hmm. But it it seems different than rap. And then I put out last week, I think, or two weeks ago. I just put it out. First, sh- I didn't, I didn't think think about it much. I, I had something intense going on, and I didn't want what was going on in my life to stand in the way of putting it out. So I just put it out. And then um, how I'm trying to think about things moving forward, because I've spent a lot of time trying to like. Rely on other people to shoot videos with me um, and like always waiting for something to put out a project. But I dropped this project. I just shot a music video for the whole album. I'm dropping that probably tonight. I finished shooting that yesterday. I'm just trying to move forward because I create a lot and I don't put most of it out. Like I make probably 100 songs a year plus 100 beats.
0: Damn.
1: And it's time to start putting it out and just. Focusing in more.
0: Hell yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, do you have any plans of of releasing anything else this year you, uh, besides yeah. the besides the video tonight?
1: Yeah, I have um, a bunch of music videos shelled that I'm trying to maybe get like one more shot for, it, just to to put finishing touches on. But I, I have a couple music videos that are done. I I hope to drop another fifty songs this year at least, and hopefully like. I don't want to say another 10 music videos. That would be cool. I think that's kind of ambitious, but that that would be cool. The whole many voices thing um was pretty time consuming because it was all like me banging on glass, then I put an amp on the glass. Now now that I'm like, I don't want to say I'm out of that phase. I'm gonna like I learned a lot from that project. The the workflow is really fast now that I'm not trying to be like
0: a band. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. Unless there's anything else that's on your mind that you want to talk about, shout out real quick at the end.
1: Shouts out Harry. Shouts out Austin Putin. Um shouts out shouts out everybody that's listening to Mario Getty. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and like Queen
1: Latif, I wanna party like Queen Latif. Queen Latif, I want a party like Queen Latif. Queen Latif, I want a party like Queen Latif. Save my rice, not talking smoking all loud and kicking my feet up. Hey, it's nice to meet you over I'm full of a president, no no more residents A lot of people talk, but they ain't got resonance When the world ends, you better know your measurements Six to a thousand, I keep it a thousand I live to a thousand uh, Spend so much for like three thousand Bitches on malice, no I ain't doubt it keep countin' days, keep goin' And shit, and it never stop People get shot like- Shoes from 2005, but it's cheese from 1980. Some people know not how to laugh. I wake up and pray for them daily. Know that I know that they're watching at night. I see all your faces. Doing my own pace, I've been pacing. Keep myself a check, no, I gotta make a the work They know who they are, but are they really sure? Who you be when I'm I can't keep to myself, even when I know I'm hurt. Huh? I know it hurts, but I'm good on my own and I love them. up on this anything else over check. I wanna be quiet please. Queen us I wanna party like Queen Latif. Queen Latif. I wanna party like Queen Latif. Queen Latif. I wanna party like Queen Latif. Say my rights, not talking about all this. Smoking all lot and kicking my feet. All
0: right, there you have it people. That's my interview with Mary Getty. Be sure to check out their music. Check out Shh, uh which came out earlier this year many voices uh i also know mary getty just dropped aquatic conspiracy theories that um that unreleased project that they were talking about earlier in the in the interview um that did end up coming out so be sure to check that out as always thank you to everyone who has liked shared subscribed this podcast this is we're now nine episodes in uh it It has been so wonderful working on this project, uh, you know, this continued project. And I only hope to bring bring you all more interviews with really cool artists. As always, feel free to send me a message how you feel about the podcast. If you if you liked it, if there's a particular artist that you want to hear and we can try to work that out and I can try to get in touch with those people. Any and all feedback is welcome and encouraged. But yes, Please remember to strap your friends and loved ones down to a chair like that scene in the Clockwork Orange and force them to listen to this podcast because because, yeah, uh, we're, we're growing an audience. And I, I've been learning a lot about growing a podcast audience in the last three months. And so on average, there's been like 30 downloads per episode, which feels, you know, this is only the ninth episode. This feels uh, that feels like a. Like not obviously it's not a huge number. It's not a huge audience, but I'm so grateful that there are that many after just, just nine episodes. Um, so thank you to everybody, uh, that like, you know, it makes it feel worthwhile that like anybody's listening. I know like plenty of our listeners are like people I know, whether they're like friends of mine or people I've run into, you know, met around Boston. Uh, I know. Hi mom. I know she tunes in <laughs> every episode. But yeah, so thank, thank you to everybody. Next week, I will be back with Forte and the Moons. So tune in for that. Yeah, no, have a great week, everybody. See you soon. Bye.